Hey guys, you're listening to our Strange New World Review. I'm Toby and I'm joined on this journey by Steve. Hi Toby. And each week we're going to share our opinions on the latest episodes of the series. This week it's the first episode, Strange New Worlds. Now don't forget, if you love Star Trek, like and subscribe and share this podcast. And also remember that we release new episodes of the Orville Review every Friday. So Steve brand new episode of a brand new series what do we think i love the characters i like that there's a really good strong female presence in the show you know number one is brilliant uh laan is brilliant uh ortegas is brilliant uhura kirk i wasn't expecting a kirk character but then laan is in it yeah so you've got the kirk nunian singh thing to go by which I thought was going to be really interesting to see how those two mm. sort of like interact, even though they didn't really have much interaction in this episode. I'm pretty sure in the future there's going to be a lot to exploit between those two. I, I like the idea you've got them, and I'd be very disappointed if there isn't a scene where the two of them get angry and they get into a fight or an argument, and then the Kirk doesn't scream or go, Laan! <laughs> <laughs> You're waiting for that, aren't you? Because I know oh. I am. <laughs> if that does not happen, shame on them. <laughs> no, Did kidding. you think as well how amazing the Enterprise looked in, in like the daytime shot with the birds flying across the top? It was gorgeous. I mean, this is a TV show. This just shows you now that the line between TV and movies has gone. The quality of the production in the show is outstanding. It really is. It really is. I think what I loved about this was the genius of the warp bomb, not warp drive. Yep. And it establishes the prime directive for the whole series. It's not called the prime directive, is it, until the very end, but it's... Called General Order 1, I think, isn't it? Yes, yeah, and it's rebranded. Mm. They've established as well that Pike's vision of his own death is not for another 10 years or so. Yes, I'm glad it's 10 years because it does give him time to achieve and become legendary, which we need. We need seven years at least of this show. Exactly, exactly. And I was so glad that they put it out of the way mm. so that we don't have to worry. It's it's out of the way. And I hope that if they do a show that comes after, that is referenced that he did die the way he sees in his vision. I think either... You know, if this shows a massive success and it carries on and on, they'll change that vision somehow. Something will happen and uh, you know, a new destiny, or they will make it so the season, the final episodes build to that climax. Remember how Battlestar Galactica built to the arrival on Earth? You knew it was coming. Yeah, and Voyager built to the arrival going home. So I yeah. think you're going to have that. That the D Day is approaching, and then the final episode, he'll wake up and he'll know it's the day. He'll have the cadets on the ship. All those ones that he see, you know, all the uh, the names that he remembers and stuff, all of that will show up and it will just be eerie and you'll know what's coming. And I think that'll be a fantastic finale. But we're hopefully we are years away from worrying about that. Yes. Uh, yeah, I agree. Ethan Peck's brilliant as Spock, as always. And I liked the scenes with him and to bring. Yep. I like Nurse Chapel as well. I'm almost there. I'm almost there. Not quite yet. I think we need, I need to see more of her. And the same with Ortigas. I feel that she's just trying to please. She's like that desperate puppy that just barks at you, wanting that attention. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think got a lot of characters. 
mm-hmm. you've got your opening episode and it's like what's relevant and what's not mm-hmm. you know you've got to get through everything and you don't, you don't have time for the casual chit chat that you're going to have in the second or third or maybe fourth or fifth episodes <laughs> you already know some of the core cast from discovery yes and we already love them okay which is why they were able to leave una out of it for quite a large chunk yeah you can get away with that because we know we like her already. We don't need her backstory. We don't need any of that jazz. Yeah, you you already know a ton of information about number one before you go anywhere else. Exactly. I did love the whole story and how it unfolded, especially the arrival of the planet. And then they're going down with a little change in the makeup in chapel. And she's like, this might hurt. And she's like, I don't want the, the sedative. I'll be fine. And she's like, her face with all teeth. She's like, oh. no, it's Latin, sorry. Yeah. And she's like, you can see she's taking that pain. Yeah. She's determined to take that bone. I was like, good for her. (laughs) Best thing that they did with Anne is make her an English actress. (laughs) Because it just so works. Mm, mm. She's got the posh English accent, but she's got this toughness about her. And the two do not go. She's going to be one of my favourite characters. You can already tell, can't you? (laughs) Yeah, but you can tell immediately she's haunted. Yes. Carrying severe baggage. That one, you know, she could break at any moment. That could be a good story to tell. Definitely interested in her. Um, I think Chapel, a little bit more before I can make a full decision on her. You know, obviously we didn't get to see um, Hema too much. He was right at the end, he beamed in. So yeah. hopefully I'll get to know him a bit better. Um, Ahura, not a problem at all with her. No. Not a problem. No, I, th- I like that she's a cadet. Yeah. Looking forward to seeing her and Spock, obviously because in the original series they have their their own sort of like close relationship. So interesting to see how those two interact with each other and how well they get on um, in this early passage, to, which obviously would set up their their closeness in the original series. Definitely, definitely. Uh, what do you think about the makeup when they went to the planet? Do you think that was done well? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I, I, th- I thought it was. It wasn't overcomplicated mm-hmm. at all, um, and yeah, I, I thought, I thought it was very good. Um, I did. I, I liked how Spock's kind of reverted to norm, especially in the turbo lift, where his ears kind of grew back, and you could see the reaction of the one behind. Yeah, she was like, "What is going on here? <laughs> this isn't normal." <laughs> I liked how they, you know, freed Una with nicely done got back on the Enterprise, but uh, he decided to stay behind with Spock. Now, initially I thought, why would you leave him behind? He's the one that's showing, you know, he's not human. And then I was realising, actually, that's the one you want for this occasion, isn't it? You know? Yes. And I, I just love that scene where he walks in, he's been interrogated by the official, and she's just like, take him away. You know, the, just take him away. Mm. And then he's like, mm, Enterprise, come down, show him what you've got, sort of thing. And he's like, it's the one who's got the biggest stick. Like that. Yeah. And he's like, mine's bigger. <laughs> <laughs> it establishes him immediately. It does. As just classic. Yeah. It really does. And then he beams in. Um, and he's like, hello. Am I interrupting something? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, do. I love his casualness. He's brilliant. Yeah, he plays it so, so well. It's just, you wouldn't get Janeway or Picard, or Cisco doing any of that. No. At all. No. Kirk would have ripped his shirt and got into a fight. (laughs) (laughs) With someone, I don't know where, but it always happened with Kirk, didn't it? Yeah, Picard would be, let's sit down and have a cup of tea and discuss stuff. (laughs) (laughs) 
just hope they have Earl Grey, otherwise diplomacy is off. (laughs) Yeah, do you think the whole idea of the issue being that they got that warp technology because they saw what happened in Discovery? They saw the fight, they saw the wormhole and the Discovery leaving. They understood from the tracking of that. They found out what warp bubbles were. They found out how to do it. Yes. The Prime Directive didn't really apply Mm. because they'd already interfered it was a really a great continuity of the of the story if you like definitely definitely i i liked it and i liked his um, realization when he realized how are we supposed to um, realize this how are we supposed to know every action and reaction that we take and we do you could see he was just like we can't it's impossible yeah i did love it when you know smock says to him you know general order one and he's like to hell with that I was like, yeah, very Jigway, love it. You're right, it's the, the exact scene where um, Tom Paris says says to Jamie, what about the Prime Directive? And, and Jamie just goes, well, I'm here now. <laughs> and that's that's the response. And it's like, whether he got it or not, mm. it's like, oh, I'm here. And it, and it's just waved off and gone. And it's it was the same thing. But I always say, you know, Prime Directive is essentially created by suits in an office. And it's easy to say, don't interfere. But if you're on the ground and people are dying and you've got an inch of hum- humanity inside you and you've got the capabilities of saving some people on the planet, but you've been told you can't interfere, you're not going to yeah. stand there and observe, are you? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Even this if you it. did it off the books and you transported people to a new planet and no one knew or whatever, you you can't just let people go. No, no one can do that. That's not humane. So I think as a captain, you do and would take liberties without a doubt this is it you've got to you've got to choose when to use it and when not to use it haven't mm, you exactly um so was anything in the episode that you would say for a pilot anything that stood out for you what stood out was how fantastic it looked and i thought it was really well written i, I can't think of anything that i thought well that was rubbish mm. or they just explained it with a snap of the fingers do you know what i mean it was, there was nothing like that there so no. Yeah. No. Did you did you find anything that you thought was not? No. Nope. I good found, or... I felt the whole thing ran well to time. It wasn't too short. Yeah. It wasn't too long. It didn't need to be feature length. It, it, the whole whole thing was well done. Even the bits where, like for example, Pike would look in the mirror and he'd see the future version of himself looking back. You know, all yeah. of that was just nuanced and just really well done. Yeah, I thought so too. That's a great hook for a show. He knows how he's going to die. It's his journey getting there. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So we've got episode two next week. That's the Children of the Comet. You've seen it. I haven't. Sum it up in a sentence. How would you sum it up for me? Um, It's an Uhura episode. Mm -hmm. It's a bit of a so-so episode because it establishes Uhura's backstory. Mm -hmm. There's some brilliant stuff in there from La'an as well. Yeah, you'll, you'll like it. I would say, because I've watched obviously a lot more Strange New Worlds than you, it just keeps getting better and better. This is what Star Trek is. Yeah, that is how I would sum it up so far. If I had to do it in a sentence, this is Star Trek. Yes. That's it for the first episode of our Star Trek Strange New Worlds review. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to like and subscribe so you can be notified when we release the next episode, Children of the Comet.